know what I want to do in the podcast. So, so hello. 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 We're still recording. And we're still here. So if you were like farting or anything, doing anything weird while I was gone, my, it's all on tape. My farts are silent. Are they all silent? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not all of them. <laughs> I don't fart. Do you ever have... I get so mad when chicks say they don't fart. Oh, I would get worried. I'm also concerned for <laughs> yes, their health. exactly. Okay. You're not creating enough gases in your life. But like no, but you fart. But do you ever fart and just be like, "Holy shit, that was really loud." Yeah, I can't believe that came out of me. No, I'm never, I'm never surprised. I know what I'm capable of. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a lot of faith in myself. Good goddamn answer. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm owning. That's it. what I expected. <laughs> okay, we have to talk about. So I'm, I'm, I'm embargoing this section. You're embargoing yourself. I'm embargoing myself now. This section, and if anyone's listening, Chadwick, if you're listening, you son of a bitch, there's a hell of spoilers coming. <laughs> Just so you know. Plug your ears. Plug your ears, son. Because we're talking about Fantastic Beasts 2, The Crimes of Grindelwald. We just saw it. and um, So we're spoiling it up. We're spoiling the fuck out of it. All right, sick. And this is going to come out like around November when the movie comes out. Okay, but after it comes out? Of course, yeah. Because we're spoiling it. Yeah, we're, sure. we're embargoing ourselves. <laughs> You're embargoed too. I'm also embargoed. You're not allowed to listen to yourself. <laughs> you just say, you know, you're not allowed to like. Listen to what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. and it, don't record anything in your mind of what we're saying. <laughs> just and when you leave, you're just like, what happened? Nothing happened. I weird. blacked out. Yeah, we'll do like an MIB, like flashy thing. I wish that existed. I think it does. I think it, they, that the government somehow does that to us every time we go to the airport. They make every us, time? They make us forget some horrible thing that they do to us <laughs> in some back room somewhere. Well, it's kind of the way where I, I've heard that women, when they, women kind of forget the pain of childbirth because if they remembered it, they oh, wouldn't do it again. Right. That's the, um, that's the, the dopamine talking. Yeah. yeah so that's, maybe yeah. They, or they make us forget how terrible it is to go to the airport or we'd never fly again. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's that it has something to do with that body scanner. Because I feel, I feel I I don't go in that. Oh, you so you you asked for a pat down. I asked for a pat down, and now I have um. <laughs> I was deterred from that a long time. Ago. Well, I, so I used yeah, and people hate it because you just you know. Well, the thing is that they're made to make you feel like an asshole for yeah. asking for a pat down. Oh yeah, and they make you wait on purpose because they don't want. But I'm like, so why do you want everyone to go in this so badly? Yeah. And so now I I have TSA pre check because ah. for the most part you go through you a don't metal have detector. To. Oh, I should do. You that. should totally do that. Fuck, I'm an asshole. You for should not. do that, and you should do um global entry. I should. It's really worth it. You I'm go to the airport. Do you do. You really should do it. I'm gonna do it. Do I'm it. a dick face. You are. I could you have done it years face. ago. You know what it is? They deter you from that. They don't want you to do that. They want you to go through the scan. I know, but you, but this is a way to beat the system. You're and then right. if I and then if something else happens, I do ask for. A they pat totally down. deter because I used to go. I used to be so paranoid in that thing because it it's ma- scary. It makes me feel weird every time I go in it. I literally put like a spiritual protection of white light around myself when I'm inside of it because me too. I'm scared. That's what I do. <laughs> I have a whole ritual before yeah. I go in. <laughs> I'm like, please protect me from whatever exactly. this is. But I'm being serious. Exactly. I do. Me too. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not kidding. No, I'm, no I'm so serious. I am, well. I am also serious. Yes, the gold glowing light around me of protection. <laughs> yes. yes. Mine's white, but yes. Sure, white, gold, yeah. whatever. It's a. It's a. Yeah. I think it's white as well. So anyway, so yeah, let's say that's something that every uh, human has, and they don't realize it. Yeah. Protect to, yourself. Yes. They, also, ask for a pat down. 
you ask for a fucking bad <laughs> one just in case. Because uh, I used to do that, but I, I was in uh, Wilmington um, shooting this show called Secrets and Lies, and it has a tiny little fucking airport there, and they I asked for a pat down, and they brought they out get- they brought out this like army sergeant. And he was just all ready for a pat down, and I was just like, I guess so. And he's like, over. Well, first I'm gonna go upside your leg like such. And he did this like kung they fu do that. move. No, they do. And I was and like, hold are- on, hold on. I was like, let me stop you right there. There's no one going up inside my leg like such. <laughs> and then that really upset him. And then he gave me the. It was, I, and and did while you do he's, the oh yeah, while he's doing, I was ridiculous because it's a tiny airport. So I'm basically like. Everyone's seeing this, right? You know, like, everyone that works yeah, in, exactly. in the airport is watching. I was having people laughing while this guy was. He was like, "Stay on the yellow feet," and I was like, "I can't because you're jostling me like a goddamn maniac." And he's and he's just like, "Oh, I'm a maniac." Hey? And I'm like, "Yes, you are." And, you know, he's like karate chopping I, my I, armpits and shit. No, dude, they karate chop my crotch. Yes. The women were like, "I'm gonna go up till I re- till I reach resistance, okay?" And they like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, "That's resistance." That's major. Resistance. And I'm like, so the options are going through like this like evil machine that's taking my soul or something or you're gonna karate oh, chop, gonna my, karate chop crotch, my crotch and just because i have to fly to phoenix like what's <sighs> going on and then insult to injury i always got some asshole with his hand right on my balls going you're jack black aren't you oh no yeah and me too they're goes. like you're way smaller than you look on tv and, and you're touching my vagina <laughs> like you you are not allowed to critique me when you're touching my vagina that's a rule in general <laughs> That is a rule for everybody. What the hell is wrong with people? What is wrong? Oh, wow, you're so much prettier in person. I'm like, that's you're like, you're not even looking at my face. You're touching my vagina. It's not what I thought it would feel like. I'm like, what did you think it would feel like? (sighs) Okay, now we're embargoing ourselves. Okay, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) There is no. And now, here we are. Here we are. I feel like, um, I feel like we're insane. I feel like I've, I've reached a tipping point. In your life? Or just uh, today? No. no, I just was making this weird segue. Okay. So, <laughs> so here we are. Like, do you want to talk? Do you want to talk? You about want a this? minute? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> rambling for a second. So, you and I just saw Fantastic Beasts. Yes. Okay. Crowns of Grindelwald. Yes. Tell me uh, what your feelings were, or do you want me to like ask you questions, or do you want no, to ask let's me see. questions? No, I'll talk. I don't know. I feel I'll crazy start. right now talking about. <laughs> you know, apparently, you, you that's like why I feel crazy. crazy. Yes, I feel very like. It was. It's we're not so. Allowed to do- <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I, that pretty much uh, sums it up for me. Um, let's see. Well, it's so crazy to be, you know, talking about Mad Max and stuff where everything was actually real and you saw everything. It's so nuts to be a part of something where half the stuff wasn't there. Right. Until you see the movie. Well, right, half of it. Well, the other half is all the sets and everything. And Yeah, of course. But for me, seeing... Well, you had to do a lot of green screen work. Yeah, and also seeing these creatures, creatures. that, you know, you just can't even imagine what they are. Um, yeah. And it really does make the world feel so much more real, in a way, to me. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. It was just trippy to see something like, oh, I didn't even, I wasn't even sure what I was a part of until I watched this movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you see yourself, you're part of this uh, complex, in, uh, enormous epic mosaic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Many faceted machine globally that has been working s- since before, well before us and will work well after us. Well after us. Yeah. So, I mean, what's that like? I mean, can I, can I talk about Please. what I thought? Yes. Um, 
Just talking about your performance. Oh boy. Okay, this is because because I'll be honest. I like I haven't seen much of you. Like um, you're on what is it, Big Little Lies, mm-hmm. right? I, that's not. I don't. I, I don't normally watch a show unless I'm watching with my wife or something. Yeah, yeah, right? you know? yeah. Um, was Meryl Streep on that show? Did you get to? She's work on with? the new season. Yeah. Do you get to work with her? A little bit. Yeah. That's so fucking cool. Yeah, she's amazing. Tell her I said hi. I will. Um, Dan says hi. Meryl. She's, she's, in, she's wait, in the room. She's under the desk. Uh, what the? She's under the desk. <laughs> under. Okay. Meryl. <laughs> hello. Oh, hello. Meryl. Uh, <laughs> Meryl, what are you doing? Um, <clears throat> so, like, so I haven't. Like I like I saw the X Men movie and um, but this was really my biggest sense of uh, of like my uh, first take at your abilities, right? And like I knew you were doing all these other things, so you know you must be talented, right? You never you never know. You never know. <laughs> right, you you never know. know. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, so um, so I thought. And you're, you know, you're just a little thing. I'm a little person. You're very petite, <laughs> and I notice these things because I'm, I'm little too. I'm like five, <laughs> seven, maybe. I'm a little person. And uh, yeah, so, but darling, you, like I said, you're an old soul. I thought that a, let's just talk about the outside layer, which is exquisite. Thank you. I mean, you, you know, you're a model too, right? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. So you're sometimes model. <laughs> So, okay, so the camera loves you, and you are in the 20s fashion and just fucking owning it. I mean, I love that time. Yeah. I love that time. And Colleen. Yeah. Boss of all bosses. But the look, you know, you get the, you're, it's an interesting look because your hair is all swooped mm-hmm. and, you know, and, but it's, you're, it's just, you're owning it. Like, you are Lita. Oh, that makes me feel so good. Okay. Yeah. You want to make the world feel real, you know, so. Yeah, and I think they're going to be a really, uh, a lot of happy uh, ladies of color who have that as an option to wear on mm-hmm. Halloween. Mm-hmm. Okay, anacons and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Okay, so they can look sexy and they yeah. can, look, you know. So you have a lot of girls who, are, uh, I see a lot of queenies, you know, they get to look very chic. Yeah. So they're going to see this in the, in the end. Oh, I hope so. That oh, they so will. Happy. Oh, they will. Absolutely. Yeah. That's oh, cool. you'll see it. You'll see them, you know, at, you're going to go to the different cons and everything? Yeah, if they if they tell me about them, like the Christmas album, maybe I'm not like It's that. not about, no, they don't, they, don't, they don't tell you about those. You, you, you do yourself, and you'll see if you go to these different Comic Cons. Um, if you if you want to go, you like, you, I you just go. With Allie or whatever, and uh-huh. you set it up with your, your agents, and you go, and, and lines and lines of people come to see Lita Lestrange. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, we did Comic-Con this year. Yeah. And it was so cool even then just to see all the well, costumes. That's, that's, I mean, it's so amazing. That's like the rock star, you know, Hall H. I love it, though. I yeah. love seeing everyone in their outfits just letting their freak flag, flags fly, yeah. you know? I'm like, oh, yes, yeah. be yourselves. So, okay, so that's just the look of it. Now, so you're exquisite. And then, oh, my God, you are... You're powerful. You're a powerhouse on screen. Thanks. Uh, I'm so uncomfortable with compliments. You should be. <laughs> you should be very uncomfortable with it, though. <laughs> well, whatever. No, no, it's so sweet. I'm but it's true. It. I'm it's just it. my. It's just my impression of of. I told you when I first came out. I don't know. If, uh, I just said you were excellent. But but um, I'm glad I got a chance to actually like dissect this for a second because you're up there with um, Eddie Redmayne. You're up there with with Johnny Depp, and you are. 
commanding. Your, your presence is commanding. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? It's a big presence on screen. It's big. You say, okay, yeah, that is a pure blood. That is that is you know wizard royalty. You got the rock star strut going, and it's working, and I'm digging it. That's cool. And I think a lot of people will. And I I'm, hope and, so. And I'm gonna stop complimenting you. <laughs> <laughs> My face is red, and you guys can't see. Um, I mean, but you do. You should feel that. You should own that. I I it's you know like you were saying this is such a crazy big world and yeah. um and when you get a chance to participate in something like that it really i mean it becomes less about me and me wanting to contribute to this thing that i think is so special and so my um my desire for it to be truthful and um and real is only because I don't, this world is put together so beautifully, I'd hate to be the thing that cracks it open in the wrong way. You know what I mean? Because it feels like you're in this time and in this world. That's what everyone's feeling on, that's what, um, that's what I was feeling on the first movie. Yeah. You, you just have so much pressure that you want to. I don't want to crack this the wrong way because yeah. it's just you don't want to be built so well. Yeah. It's scary. It's scary. You know? It is. It's a lot of pressure. I had a lot of pressure on that first movie. I was You're like, so good in these movies. Oh my god, you are a movie star. That is what I left the <laughs> screening. Tell that to my agent. No, but really, you are. You are. You're a leading man movie star. Oh, thank you, darling. I mean it. Um, You're so fun to watch, and it's so much more than being the goofy American guy. I mean, you're so there's so many layers, and you're just you're so magnetic. I really just love watching you. Wow. I really feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Wow, that's well. Thank you. The camera was... also loves you. Yeah, it makes me look a lot better than I actually look. That's not true. <laughs> but also, you you also go so well in this time. I think with the hair, oh, yeah. and the costume. I mean, I, I look like both... I, yeah, I look like straight out of the. You really do. Yeah, like uh, Abbott Costello's cousin. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Abbott and Costello's cousin uh, Frankie. Frankie. <laughs> yeah. Frankie Costello. Um. So. I'm really excited about this movie, and I really hope that spoilers you get fucking toasted by. I do. You get blue, blue fire toasted. Lita go bye bye. Lita go bye bye. Lita go bye bye. Did they give you any idea that you would come back as a ghost or something, or because I want? It seems I want, very unclear. I want you to haunt Jacob or something. Like you got something to I'd tell love to from be, beyond the grave. A little haunting, a little haunting action would be cool. Yes. I don't. I don't know. It was. I think it was kind of a last minute change. That she gets toasted. They're gonna have to bring you back somehow. <laughs> I think they're gonna have to. I don't. I mean, you know, it'd be cool if they did, but also if they don't, that's that's fine. They brought Credence back. They did. He, no, they did. The Obscurious helped him. Maybe there's some kind of a strange thing where you reincarnate, like Gandalf. I'm open to. I'm open to all possibilities. I also don't want to get my, you know, my heart. Your, your heart. Yeah. Your snake heart My hurt. My snake heart hurt. I don't want to get it hurt. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, well, I'll, who knows what's going to happen. But I, I'm going to, I'm going to float that out there. I want, I really want you to come back. I mean, I, I love you guys. It was such an amazing thing to, to meet everyone on this film. Yeah. So, but honestly, I feel like if that's it, then it, I know you guys now. And that's sad. Yeah. And that's, you know, so. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll continue the, you know, in other things. Um, But uh, yeah, it's so cool to, to fucking have have met you and hang out with you yeah um and uh i feel like i just feel like it's, the road is not over 
I mean, I I think she's a very intriguing character. Yeah. I'd like to see more flashbacks, man. Hella room for flashbacks. Yeah, totally. I mean, who? It's a magical world, and the truth is, I do trust Joe to make the right decision. Obviously, right. at this point, I'm yeah. like, you know what, exactly what you're doing. So. It is. It's fucking. It's fucking noble. With the she sacrifices herself so they can get out. Her love. Yeah. She she makes sure that her love can can escape. And I think also she's she's been carrying so much guilt yeah. her whole life to be able to give herself for others. I think is exactly what she needed to um, to move on. So let's dissect the movie for a second. Okay. So I, so I was I was worried while we were shooting about that scene. That the end end scene. Yeah, the scene with you and Will. Uh huh. Oh, that scene. Yes. That scene. Oh well. Okay. There's a whole other thing. <laughs> but that scene where it was like a, it's its own like fifth act Shakespeare drama. I know. Where you guys are explaining who Corvus is and and you're like and wait. Will is just like no 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 hold on hold on hold on let let me wait a second let me wait a second I'm the dark winged Avenger <laughs> you're Sing a Corvus I mean, that is the ring of there, is, there is an SNL sketch there. Oh, for sure. Where Ezra just keeps on going. Wait, who am I? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you guys back you up know, for a second? Am I Corvus? <laughs> do you know who I am? And I'm like, no. Anyway, so as I was saying. So as that was happening, I positioned, I was like, I saw this scene happening. I was like, wow, we're going to be here for a couple of days. And we were for talking. Yeah. And I don't say a goddamn just, thing. I'm just standing there. So I was like, I'm going to position myself behind this pillar. So if I've got a cough or wipe my nose or <laughs> if I start to fall asleep or something, I could slide behind this pillar. And that's what I did. And you see me kind of in the background, kind of like a like a swivel, just kind of poking my head in and then poking my just head out. Just making sure everything's cool. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it turned out, I was so pleasantly just surprised. Like, I could follow this fucking scene. Yeah. I am uh, there. It is like a Shakespeare moment. It is. It's very it, Shakespearean. It is. And, and it's he, ballsy to stop a, an action movie in the yes, third act and just talk. To just give this story about people that, you know, if you were following close enough, you're going to be interested right yeah. now. Um, and I was interested. I was really intrigued. Like, I was like, because of the, you have the setup where you as the little kid see mm -hmm. in, you see in the mirror of Erisad. Er mm, I always mess I up the names. Yeah. Um, but you see sh everything gets really dark. And you see, whoa, she's got this really dark secret. Mm -hmm. Who is this little, what is this, this floating, floating ghost-like object? Mm -hmm. And so, because you never see her do the ridiculous spell on it. She, that's just lingering in the air. So then that matches to the, what we see. the Shakespeare scene. Mm -hmm. And you say, oh, of course. It's the little baby floating in the ocean. That is Corvus. Mm -hmm. That's Corvus going to the bottom of the ocean. Mm -hmm. And that... That visual is beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. So to, to see that come back, it's like you're saying, like while you're doing it, you're just you like, I, you're hope they, I, I hope they get this. Yeah, and I hope it's what I'm feeling. It. You know, I hope it Yeah, and evokes. then you have to trust that the editor and the CGI, they all put all the pieces together and make yeah. you look amazing, which I think that they did. No, they do. It's beautiful and haunting. And Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. And even the, the, the book, you're just like the metal book. Yeah, with the flower that the comes flowers, out. The flowers, you're just like, yeah. wow, how is this going to... And I'm talking about the gonna... flower yeah. you know, in the scene, and obviously there's nothing there at the time. And yeah. It's hard. It's a lot. It's hard to do. Yeah. It's a very different um, kind of acting. And they managed to keep most of that scene intact. How much did they cut out of that? I think almost nothing. Wow. 
She wow. I mean, right? I feel like almost the movie has fucking balls, man. Yeah. It's just like any Harry Potter sequel where you have it's it's dense. Yeah, and you don't give a shit. You're just and, like, let me go back and have some more. And also, I like that she's not Joe. You know, it's she's writing these for smart people, for people who want to pay attention. Because I had to read the script a few times to figure out exactly what was going on, oh, and yeah. still, even when I like didn't fully understand everything, I think until I saw the movie because it's so visual. Right. And no, absolutely. I love that she makes us work. She, she, you know, she challenges our minds. Like Shakespeare. Like you, Shakespeare. You gotta fucking catch up. You have to go back several times to figure out the complexity of it. And also because she came from obviously writing books that already yeah. require more brain power. Exactly. She's. I feel like her intention may be, you know, yeah, you can go see this movie, but you're still going to have to activate your mind. Yes. And I love that. Um, yeah, these are for uh, these for are higher thinkers. Yeah. And people that want to, and and so and 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 I love that she's. It's the classic hero's journey. Um, it's the classic good versus evil, obviously. Um, but it's also got this political fucking vibe mm-hmm. that is so timely. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, it's so timely where you have <clears throat> this the Nazi um, fervor paralleling. Grindelwald's uh, collecting his army, uh, Dumbledore on the other side of Light collecting his army, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> unfortunately, it really uh, parallels the Today's. divisiveness of today. Mm-hmm. People choosing sides, today, wanting to kick the other out. Today, but also it goes back to Hitler. Yeah, I'm, and, yeah, and it's just great That's to where, see the parallel of which is okay, scary. we've seen this before, and now it's also reminding me of what's going on now. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um. It's uh. Have you seen Black Klansman? Yeah, that's I loved an, it. That's another one. Yes. Well, the, what he does at the end. Yeah. With with showing the real footage, I think is so powerful. It's because so powerful. You're watching this movie, and you're, you know, watching a period piece, and then all of a sudden you're reminded of well, if you were appalled by the uh, what was going on in this film, yeah. check it out. It yeah, happened it's happening ago. right fucking now. So you have JK, who's our boss. God bless her. She was also very verbal on Twitter and stuff mm-hmm. uh, with, with, with Trumpa. 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 Piece of poop. <laughs> uh, and I'm very proud to say that um, there's a reflection of that in our movie. Mm-hmm. And, I really, and it's coming out around the, the election. The perfect time, the primaries. Hope well, after, I, but. I think that a lot of people who are. Are are woke as they say are gonna figure that one out and and really uh, support the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good old fun on top of that. Oh really. hell yeah! That's, you know that's that what fucking is so amazing. Oh, I love the Zuwu. Zuwu. Um. Plus Eddie, the lion, the lion dragon, and Eddie dealing with these creatures. Oh. He's taking it to another level for this movie. He's just so fucking charming. I mean, I, I don't know how the fuck he got even more charming. I know. But he's even more, he's just like, it's comfortable in the shoes of this character. Yeah. Um, you know, like we all are. We're like, I feel like uh, that quartet, I, I, I can only speak for myself, but I, I felt like a sop, like that first movie was a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. It was fun, but it was a lot of pressure just to get it right. And this this time was like, felt like a sophomore coming yeah, I was uh, the new kid. You back were... to college. Yeah, yeah you were freshman. Yeah. You guys were freshman. You and Cal. And, uh, even, uh, you know, Law, you mm-hmm. know. How fucking perfect is, is Jude, Jude I mean, Law? I love Jude Law. I've always loved Jude Law. Yeah, but how? But but 
he's got to be Dumbledore, and he's uh, they they saw. I guess he had the right amount of combination. He's got the twinkle in the eye, but he does, his voice mimics is very similar. Oh yeah, he's to, doing the the accents spot yeah, on, and his beard. The shape of his beard. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, God, it's going to grow into a fucking long ass. Mm-hmm. Like, you just see it. I, I was just, like, that's and the, that's like, like, like the, 99% of this is like, how Dumbledore going to be? And it's the mischievous. And he's perfect. I, he's got like, this God, mischievous he's... twinkle in the eye that I've always loved about Dumbledore. Yeah. You know? So he's cooking Manipulating. Up yeah, cooking up something. I love it. So what do you think of Johnny? I love Johnny. I love Johnny. I, um, I've always been a huge fan. Me too. And did you get time to hang out with him? On no, set? I mean, not so we have that one scene together. Right. And it's um, we we're all in the big amphitheaters. Yeah. Um, and I my moment with him is quite brief. But right. um, where he turns you to blue ashes. When he turns me to ash. <laughs> but he's so but he was, you know, so kind and so um, engaged and and watching the movie, I was like, oh, my God. He just brings that Johnny Depp that you that yeah. you love. Yeah. You know, that part where he's um, he's playing the the fire like it's music. Oh, orchestrated. Yes. I yeah. was like, oh, my God. Of course, Perfect. Johnny Depp. Bring it. Perfect. It's great. And he doesn't make much. I think there's maybe one joke where he says he hates something. He's like, I hate, I hate disapparation or something. But either way, he's just cold mm-hmm. and kind of perfect the entire film. And he also has this quality, which I think all great villains have, which is that you're charmed by them. Yeah. You have to be able to speak to people in a way where they want to hear what you have to say. And he does that. Yeah. He's got a silver tongue. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's scary. It's powerful. Yeah. He's an excellent villain. He's an excellent villain uh, in this movie. I think people are going to be really happy with uh, what's happening. Yeah. Um. Who else? Who else we? Who Who else we got? You got Cal. How was you working? I love Callum. I had dinner with Callum last night. He's the bomb. He's just. First of all, it really when I watched the movie. Yeah. I was, you know, Callum's so playful and funny, and then all of a sudden I watched this movie, and I was like, oh my god, this dapper movie star man. Yeah. He really holds the space like that you yeah. know telling uh you know fixing eddie's collar and yeah shit. get your act together he re- it's totally different than <laughs> yeah. callum yeah, yeah um so he was just great and he was a, he was a, a a good um friend for me during the film because i was away from home and he hung out with me and him and his girlfriend are so great and um i wish i wouldn't hung out with you more i know i feel like we didn't have any scenes together yeah, we so we just never got to really connect until after yeah Cause I was chilling. <laughs> it's just sitting around. Well, now we're in the family forever. So. Oh yeah. Oh, it's done. Uh, uh, I went to Midtown for you. It's done. So <laughs> I do, that, exactly for no one. You I do that for no one. Yeah. You, <laughs> I made you walk in your shoes, which you liked. Which I did. I um, enjoyed it. I enjoyed walking. Shit. I mean, how are we doing on time here? What time? I don't even know what time it is. It's. F- Four. Let's let we should wrap it up. Okay. Um unless is there anything else you want to say about it? About <clears throat> the movie? Like what like was there one thing that you were just like, fuck, like I really am surprised about that or something that like I mean, I just think I really do feel like the movie feels like magic. Okay. And that it, I really good. do. And yeah. no, but but real magic, not mm. cartoon magic. It has a feeling yeah. of of magic. You know, rem- reminding us that it's real, you know, and I love that. Mm. And and also to be a part of something that 
is so fun to watch, but is saying something real and requires people to participate mentally. I mean, that's the dream, right? That's what we're, that's what we want to do. You tell me, Life Weaver. Life Weaver. I think that is the dream. I think that is the art dream. <laughs> yeah. The artist's dream. Yeah. And it's our job to make sure that we are saying something. Yeah. And also making it fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. You know, so um, it's, a, it's an honor to be a part of this film. It's an honor to have your your rock star self and my just just around. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's cool that you wanted me on the show. Uh, yes. Are you kidding me? This is really fun. This is I one of my favorites. I didn't my uh, my voice that I wanted to keep, but I'll. You had it enough. You had I it had, through the. You I had, had several. I had several moments. I got. I got. You got to hear my Hanukkah song. It's crazy. <gasps> oh, will you, can we play it? Yeah. Hey, hey, Chad. Do you have the Hanukkah song? Can Ch you, Chad, are you in there? Chadwick. I feel like he's not in there. Chaddington, he's in there, but he's like, I told him not to listen. Oh, so he's not listening. <laughs> Hold on one second. It's 2018. Time to upgrade your movie watching experience. Check out 4DX today and get into the action. Stretch your senses beyond the screen. 4DX is an immersive full sensory theater experience. Equipped with wind, fog, rain, sense, and a ton of effects to bring you into the story. <laughs> Feel the force vibrate with every lightsaber duel. Yeah! Feel the wind rip through a train heist. Yahoo! And every twist and turn on the high-speed chase. Yeah! 40X has theaters in Los Angeles, New York, Seattle, Washington, D.C., and many more slated to open in a 40X theater near you soon. 40X USA on Facebook. <laughs> Jack! Dan. Jack! Are you rolling, man? Yeah. Wow! Happy holidays. Thanks, man. How, 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 how's it going? Pretty good, you know. Rockefeller Center. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you went to go see the tree lighting? I didn't mean to. Oh, it was it's, by accident? Yeah, we're right next door to it, so I oh, have to shit. fight my way through 100,000 tree peepers. So you're the Grinch. Pretty much, yeah. I. It's not that I hate Christmas. I just <laughs> I'm I'm anti all 48 parades that we have annually. Oh, guess what? Uh oh. Oh God, our <laughs> guest is here. Oh great. Our guest is here. Okay, so this is very exciting. Yeah, I'm watching the elevator. <laughs> yeah, he's he's having trouble. Oh, he's he's figured it out. Yeah. Um. Because we have a hell of a guest on our finale. This is the season three finale, man. Hell yeah. This is really exciting. We're going to take a little break for the holidays after this. Holy crap. Um, so we're going to do our guest. When he, we're we're, we're going to go and, and uh, interview our guest. Uh, I, I haven't said who it is yet. <laughs> it's very exciting. It's suspenseful. When he gets in here, you'll know who he is, obviously. The elevator dinged. Did it? Oh my god. Oh my god. Um don't dead open here. That's it. Is that even the right term? I don't even know. Uh don't hear open Cold open? Don't hear open dead? What's it I'm trying to give a hint, but I'm messing <laughs> it up. Um anybody who is a fan of the uh the walking dead is um is about to have a treat. Um so we'll have we'll do we'll do the interview with uh, this gentleman here, and then um, and then I'll do a little wrap up, and then at the end, 
I have a very special song for everybody for the holiday season that I think it's going to be really exciting. You, uh, how were you here for Zoe, man? We have the first half of this with Zoe. How wonderful was she? Were you here oh, for that? I was. That was great. Oh man, good. See, we have we, it works synchronicity. This is several weeks later. It's Hanukkah. It's the holiday season. It's a Hanukkah miracle. It's a Hanukkah miracle for. Oh, th- here he is. Oh my God. Okay, just send him in here, man. This is really, this is quite exciting. It's my old friend. It's my good friend, Indiana Jones. My good friend, Indiana Jones. <laughs> How are you, brother? Good, I'm good. How's it going? Good, man. Ah, give us a hug. Make yourself comfortable. I was just doing uh, a fun little intro. Uh-oh. New York City. Ladies and gentlemen. The Norman Reedus is here with us right now. What's up, buddy? We're not live or anything. Oh, we're not. Uh, no, it's, we're just. Uh, <laughs> I just felt like that was like worthy of being a live intro, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That works. <laughs> yeah. yeah How you doing? So what are you doing in New York? Uh, well, I live here. You know, I've been here forever. Um, I'm back here. Uh, we just had a baby, so hanging out with the baby, doing nice. stuff like that. You know. Congratulations. Uh, thanks, man. Thank are you, you. You want? Are you ready to jump right into this? Fuck yeah. Why not? Sweet, dude. So, I mean, okay, so this is very exciting for me. <laughs> this is our season finale. Yeah. Uh, for my, uh, well, for, uh, well, this is our mid season finale for our show. Right. This right. is my season finale for my podcast. Oh, shut up. Yeah. Wow, so, congrats, this is very exciting. Yeah. This is, a, this is a very big show. So, what I do for all of my guests, yeah. um, all of my extremely legendary, cool guests, I, uh, do you know, you ever like looked into your name and, and tried to like, what it means? Look up the etymology, see what it means. Uh, tell me what you found. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious. And then you chime in. Yeah, yeah. And tell me, okay, because uh, I'm just so interested, because everything since, and, and I feel like sometimes people, um, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, like someone's name, like people become their name, like like uh, like Steven Spielberg, his name is Spielberg, which is basically, Spiel is play and fun, and Berg is mountain, so he's like a fucking mountain of fun. That makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, uh... Okay, and I th- your name is kind of the same thing that happens here. So, Norman. Norman Mark Reedus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I want to say, like, Marcus. Norman Marcus Reedus. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, I feel like you should be knighted or something. Uh, so, is Reedus a stage name? No, nah, Reedus is, uh, it, it has a history, but it's, okay. it's the one I was born with. Okay, cool, man. Yeah, it was um, because it, out of all the, I've done this many times, and this was a difficult name to find the yeah, yeah. the meaning. So, are we live? Is this recording? This is recording. Oh, right. On. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were recording, you know. Cool. That's what I ask if you're ready to rock. I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. cool. So, um, okay, Norman means man of the north. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's pretty straightforward. And I've been what you've been watching Game of Thrones. I have. Yeah, I love that. Show. Yeah, me too. Like. Uh, the North King. Like, I just thought of that. Like, no, man. Yes. <laughs> just, it sounds epic. Uh, okay, so then your your middle name is epic, too. Mark, um, related to Mars, the red planet, god of war. That is my planet, too, by the way. No yeah, way. I'm Capricorn, Scorpio, riding in, rising in Mars. Okay, so all this just works perfectly. Your last name... Is Reedus, okay? So I only found one, like, cool meaning that I like. <laughs> and then I made up my own meaning. So my meaning was the self-fulfilling prophecy thing because the whole read us, which is, like, basically 
the art of um, examining humanity, which is what we do. We're actors, and so you're basically reading, reading us, absorbing it. Here's my performance. You know what I mean? I guess so. Yeah. Okay, and then the one that I got in line was um, could be a pronunciation of Red House. Oh wow, I haven't heard that. Red House, Red Planet. Isn't that interesting? It's. I mean, it, it's one of my favorite colors. If that makes sense. And um, wow. Yeah, I mean, the name actually, Rita's, uh, my father's father uh, was kind of a gypsy rogue type. He okay. he um, he was in, uh, was it, uh, uh, the Rebel Riders, Paul Paul Revere's Rebel, Rebel Riders, or whatever oh, what? it was. He was in the Army, he was in the Navy. He, um, the story goes that he, he died when I was young, but he, uh, he went AWOL from several different institutions. And he what kind of institution like the navy, like, okay, you know stuff you. like this. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and what happened was uh, he ended up changing his name. Uh, I think his father was, or maybe his grandfather was hung as a horse thief, and and he's Scotch Irish and Cherokee Indian, um, and he changed his name as he kept going AWOL, right? So at one point, whoa, yeah, at one point he married. Uh, uh, one of the princesses of Hawaii. So in, I think it was on the Big Island in one of the museums, there's a hand-woven tapestry of his wedding ceremony. And he's in a sailor outfit, he's covered in tattoos, and he's marrying this lady in a grass skirt, and the whole thing's happening. Um, he, <laughs> yeah, and they found dull pineapple checks uh, in some of his stuff that he never cashed, and stuff like that. And then um, he went AWOL in the middle of the night, jumped on a Navy ship, Whoa. and then went to Italy, met my grandmother. Um, and her, her name was Crocefisha Butera. She's from the town of Butera, from the castle of Butera in Sicily, which is supposedly the witch's town of Sicily. And Crocefisha means crucified in Italian. So he ended up marrying her and bringing her back to New York. Uh, and then there's other stories around that as well. But I believe his name he kept changing the spelling of his last name. So the Reedises in my family are a very small group. Uh, there's Reeds, there's, it's spelled different ways. Huh. Yeah, so, yeah, so there's there's a, a weird history there, but it, it has been rewritten and modified throughout the years to form Reedus. Who's doing that story, man? Who's, who's I don't know, it's it's a crazy story too. You should too. star in the movie of that. Yeah, I, I don't know, it's, um you know, my father passed away a long like time a ago. My mother, My mother's, Parents are both gone. My father's parents were both gone, of course. Um, so it's kind of, you know, I, I get little bits and pieces of, of the story, you know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an odd one. And no, it sounds like, it, like, a, yeah. like a tall tale, like a, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know? He jumps ship and goes to the next adventure. Yeah, yeah That's exactly. really cool, yeah. man. Not the marrying type, I don't <laughs> So are you about to go to this... Uh, this Walker Stalker thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm I'm gonna be there too. Okay. Get ready. <laughs> yeah. So tell me what should I what should I be prepared for? Um. I mean, I think it was probably Jersey where I got I got bitten in the chest. I don't know if you've heard that story. No. Oh, really? Um, okay. This is my first one, and I'm now I'm worried. Do you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that I did this Entertainment Weekly cover, and I had a T-shirt that said "Bite Me on it." Oh, shit. And it was kind of Michelle Romero over at EW came up with this idea last minute and it ended up being a cover. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, 
after this incident, they started making Don't Bite Me, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and, and you know, there's a lady in our line that will, that will, you know, please don't bite Norman. No licking, no wow, kissing, you know, wow. stuff like that. Um, but we were, we were doing one of them, I believe it was there. And, uh, you know, we're doing these photographs. And Michael Rooker happened to be in the little roped-off area. And uh, this lady came up. <laughs> she, you know, put her arm around me. And we were, like, posing for a picture. And uh, <laughs> she kind of turned into a werewolf. She kind of looked up in the sky and started to shake. And then her teeth came and cl- clomped down on my chest. Stop it, stop it. Yeah. And she was tackled. Did she break? Did she break skin? She didn't break the skin. Okay. There was there were some teeth marks there. No but, fucking uh, way. Oh yeah, through my clothes. Um, but she. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, but she got tackled. Brought got brought out, and uh, she got as she came outside. She she said, "What happened?" And they go, "Ma'am, I think you bit Norman." And she goes, "What? No, I didn't." Stop it. Yeah, and you know, then they're like, "Oh, do you want to press charges?" And I'm like, "No, she's a nice lady. She just had a moment." But uh, no, no way. They they can get a pretty moment. Wild. Yeah. Sounds like she got possessed. Man. She turned. She kind of turned into a werewolf. Um, she shook and the whole thing. What? Yo, yeah. Whoa, man. And, uh, you uh, induced her to talk in tongues and shit. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess she got weird for a second, but she was nice. I did, you know, she just had a thing. Um, Whoa, dude. And then, uh, some people go nuts. Like they meet yeah. their they meet their their hero, and their brains go out the window. She maybe she was just waiting in line and was hungry. I don't know. Yeah, know. maybe. But uh, <laughs> okay, but, I, hope, I hope that doesn't happen. But I mean, they can get pretty wild. I mean, for the most part, uh, everyone's really sweet at those things. Uh, you know, the little kids are great. You know, they're yeah. always super cool. It's mostly kind of the middle aged women area you have to watch out for because they will grab your butt. They will slide you their phone numbers, but you know, they like, get I, like I get my, oh, they get handsy, yeah. Sometimes yeah. they get really handsy, and you, they're kind of like, you know, you reach around for a photo and they grab your butt, Holy and they shit. tell you they grabbed your butt, and you're like, yeah, I know, <laughs> I was there, lady. Yeah, 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 I yeah. felt it. Um, but for the most part, everyone's really cool. It's, it's, you know, it, I mostly at those things, the lines are so long. Like I don't even take a lunch break. I don't. Right. I just, I just kind of just stand up the whole time. Um, but it's so good, it's really good money, though. It's good money, right? It could be good money, yeah. It's um, it's also, um, you know, um, most people I think just they wanna they just want a one on one. Like besides the picture or whatever, they just want what to a moment. Have a moment, you know. Yeah. So I try to stand up and not take a lunch break and give them a moment. And it's funny too, because like sometimes you'll you'll go to these things and uh, you know you'll. You'll literally fly in and land at eight a.m. and then from the airport you go directly to a table. Yeah, and sometimes like these ladies, they'll be like, <laughs> "Oh, I saw you at the bar last night at the hotel. You were trashed." And I'm like, "No, nah, ma'am, I just landed." And they're like, "Yeah, right." You know, and right, right. and you're like, you know, I'll look over whoever's with me, and I'll be like, "When did I land?" And they're like, thirty <laughs> minutes ago." And I'll be like, "See," and they'll be like, "Yeah, whatever." And then I. Uh, yeah, they write so, their own narrative. Yeah. yeah, and then sometimes they'll go, yeah, you hooked up with my friend over at the so-and-so. And I'm like, no, I didn't. And they're like, yeah, you did. And then they'll go, here, let me show you a picture of you with my friend. And you're, and I'm like... That's not me. That's not me. <laughs> oh, God. Because sometimes... People you know, are just like, yeah, I'm him. No, sometimes these guys will... They'll dress it, right? as Norman. They won't dress as Daryl Dixon. They'll dress as me. And they'll come in... With a hoodie I wear, or a baseball hat, or Ray Bans, and they, you know, I kind of wear the same thing every day forever, so it's not hard to do. But these guys, they make money through these conventions, posing as the person, 
So wow. they, and some of them quit their jobs. Some of them do the tour circuit dressed as you. You know, they'll be down at the thing. And, oh shit! And you know, so, you know, some lady will be like, "Here's you with my friend," and I'm like, "Ma'am, that's not me." And they're like, "What?" They look at you like, "That's not you." And I'm like, "No, that's not." See, I have this, oh, God. this little mole on my face. They don't have a little mole there, you know. And, oh God. And, uh, so it, there's there's a line that kind of gets weird sometimes. That is really weird, man. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. sci-fi weird. It's creepy. Yeah, it's super illegal to be a person. Impersonated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you're going around trying to get laid and getting drunk, you know. It's yeah, like, and doing shit in your name. Yeah, pretty. And then when you're at a bar, you know, or when they're at a bar, you know, they'll say that they're me. So that's I don't it's like pretty, that. It's that's pretty weird. Up. Yeah, but for the most part, everyone's really cool. Uh, do these people really look like you? Look, look like you? You know, they just enough, they have, right? They got enough. You know, they have you know hair on their face and they have Ray Bans on. <laughs> they're wearing a black hoodie and a baseball hat, and I guess that's all it takes. You Whoa. know, so sometimes Crazy. I've seen some cosplay of my guys, and they don't they don't look like me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Some of these don't look like me either. Yeah. That's that's messed up. What kind of um, there used to be a guy. Yeah, that did Andrew Lincoln. That really looked like Andy. Really, Lincoln. yeah, and he would you know dress as Rick Grimes, but and he and he sounded his real voice was like Woody Allen. He got dogs like oh you know? okay, and then he would but he looked like him. And I, uh, <laughs> I was uh, in the bathroom at one of these, and I'm just peeing there, standing minding my own business, and he pulls up to the urinal next to me, and he got his Rick Grimes outfit on, and he's talking like Rick Grimes. He's like, hey man, how's it going? I'm looking at him. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was trying to look down at my joint. No. I'm pretty sure of it. Yeah. Was, oh, and I'm just like, what are you doing? You know? But, uh, yeah. <laughs> they could be weird. <laughs> Did you know right away that it wasn't him? Of, okay. Without a doubt. Because I've seen him before. He's kind of a famous Rick Grimes guy. Uh, good, good. Yeah, I've seen him before. When you were, because uh, here's something crazy, because I feel like I feel like I kind of know, know you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because... I grew up with guys like you on my block, right, right. and um, and I got into a lot of trouble as a kid. I'm sure, and, I, and yeah. I'm wondering if you got into a lot of trouble as a kid. You know, I bounced around a lot as a kid. Um, I was always kind of the new guy at the school, and uh, and you, know, you do stupid shit, you know, to try to like fit in, and you know, you get the haircut, or you fucking break a window, or you get in a fight, or whatever. But I was kind of a wise ass little kid. Right, like, right. I had um. Bart Simpson syndrome? A little bit, kind of like, and I thought I was real punk rock back then, and, you know, everyone could just suck it, you know? So I, I you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Kind of, you know, I, I think it kind of bled into my young adult life, to be honest, because uh, I remember, like, first, when I first started acting, I would just, I would, you know, I thought everyone hated me, so I just act like I hate you, too. So everyone's like, what's wrong with that guy? <laughs> he's, got, he's got those beady little eyes, and he's just, he just has a bad attitude. And I'm like, well, fuck you, too. You know, like, and, but and then everyone's interested, and they're thinking about who's that guy, right? A little bit, but... That's what happens. You know, I mean, the thing is, I'm so not that guy, but, uh, you know, I'm just I'm v basically a really nice guy. So, um, but yeah, you know, I, I might have had a little Bart, Bart Simpson jam going. Yeah. I, I, might have, I, might I did for sure, man. I, so here's another thing is I saw that... Okay, so you grew up in Florida. I was born in Florida. I lived okay. like three days, so I don't really know Florida. Very well. So, But then you yeah. came right to New York? Is that the deal? I came to New York via San Francisco and a little bit in Colorado. My mom uh, my mom got a place, hooked up with somebody, got a place there, and I went there for a little while. So I, have, I, I know like a little tiny area of Colorado. Right. Um, 
But yeah, I kind of bounced around. I went to Texas for a little while, San Francisco, Colorado, and basically here. And then I, I dropped out of school and went to uh, Japan for a little while. And my mom was in another relationship that invited me to move to Japan for a little bit. So How was that? It was cool. I just I, came back from Japan. Japan's awesome. Yeah, I was in Moto Okubo, which is in Chiba, the southern prefecture of Japan. And then one day I, I went into, took the train into Tokyo, which was not a short ride. And uh, ended up hooking up with this dude and we became friends. And, you know, uh, he was a, a French guy that used to sing in a band. And his father was opening a uh, French restaurant in, in uh, Roppongi. And he was like, oh, I have this whole floor of this building. And he was like super wealthy. And I moved in with him. And then a couple other people moved in. And it became kind of a party place for a little while. Um, nice. But it was a way more interesting Japan than way out in Chiba. So yeah, I kind of did that for a while. And then I, I ended up going to Spain for a little bit. And then uh, we all kind of met back up in London. And we lived in Tooting Beck, which is the end of the Northern Line, like way out there. Um, and then I came back to New York. Do you ever, um, how long were you out in Japan for? God, probably about two years, probably, on and off with a couple of little trips away. You know? Do you ever go to Okinawa? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. I'm doing this, um, this like, it's called Story of Masters, this martial arts docuseries. Where I'm, yeah, I saw that. I, <laughs> are you really a really karate doing... guy? Are you, <laughs> I is that you really that... chopping a board, or is that, was yeah. that, no shit, wow. I uh, punched through that board. Wow. I, mean, I punched through three boards. Did it hurt? I, no, was it like I mean mind afterward over it was yeah. totally mind over matter. Wow. Yeah, it's um, you get your your chi up to a certain point, and I and these guys are doing the same thing that I'm doing, basically getting ready to, for a fucking audition or a fucking oh, uh, you know, I'm right, about right, to go right. on the stage. They're doing they're taking that same energy and punching through fucking wow. <laughs> wood wow. and ice and stuff. So I was I was wondering if you ever studied anything martial, martial arts? arts. No, I haven't. Um, because not like that. Because yeah. you have. Immediately, I thought samurai spirit, and Daryl is like, if you watch Daryl, man, yeah, he's such a fucking samurai spirit. He's very focused, yeah, yeah. Um, but even the crossbow and like his choice of weaponry, and yeah, it's you, you know, it's, think about that. It's um the honor of it all. Yeah, you know, it, it's it, he's such a complicated dude, Daryl. He's and it we've had some time to show some of that complications, but. Uh, Okay, it's so, nice when we do, you know. What I mean? Okay, so I have a, th I have a, uh, <laughs> I have a term. Um, ever since I saw this Peter, Se you like Peter Sellers? I love Peter Sellers, yeah. Peter Sellers documentary. Where basically, he walked on um, to a set for one movie as a bit part, and then fucking took over. That's uh, that happens all the time. Bill Murray did it in uh, Caddyshack. Same there you thing. go. Yeah. So, but now you, you're now you're doing it for nine seasons. I, you know, I don't, you know, it's, it's... So you're, you're, in my mind, you're, you've, you've Peter Sellered so. this. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know how long I was going to be on this show. To right. Be I, you know, and I, I came in and then, um, you know, I went to LA for, you know, pilot season, my first pilot season, and uh, I didn't like anything I read except this one. And a lot of buddy-buddy cop things, you know, some hospital dramas, things like that, and roommate stuff, and this is the only one I liked, and, you know... I think all of the actors back then were trying to, you know, their agents and managers were trying to talk them out of wanting to do this. Uh, really? I mean, they've all said that. Um, but it, it, something about it, I, I was like, I'll watch that. That, that has, had Gail Ann Hurd and Frank Darabont and all these other things, and I was already watching AMC shows, so I was like, I bet this is going to be 
fucking cool. And then, uh, you know, I, I went in and they gave me Merle sides to read. But I was told Rooker yeah. was playing Merle, so I was like, maybe he can't do it or maybe he's changed his mind. Um, Did you know him before? I didn't, but oh. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer is like one of my favorite, oh, yeah. favorite movies. And uh, He's fantastic. And, I, you know, I didn't know what was going on with Rooker, so... You know, I, I read it and went back to New York and and then got a call to come in and read different Merle lines. So I, was, I thought for sure he wasn't going to do it. And then I was walking back to Chinatown and uh, I got a call saying Frank wrote a part for you. So I was like, I'll, you know, I'll probably do an episode or two. I didn't know what was going to what was going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, I, I came onto that set and, uh, you know, everybody knew each other. They were already buddies. They'd been doing press tours together and traveling the right. world, you know, promoting and uh and I was like super nervous, and uh, and you know, the very first scene I did, I I come out and I'm twirling squirrels, and I'm like <laughs> swinging squirrels at people, and you know I'm all get out of here, Merle, let's stew them up, you know, and I'm like, oh, what have I done, right? And then I and I still didn't still didn't know how I was gonna play that part, and I was like, who is this guy I'm playing? And then uh, you know, and because everybody was already good friends, you know, I come up and. You know, I, I turned around after Rick says we locked him on the roof. And uh, I turn around and there's like 25 people just eyeballing me. Like, right. what are you going to do? What are you going to do, motherfucker? And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I turn around and I it, it felt like everybody was judging me and fucking, you know, sort of looking down on me. And, right. And I was like, that's the character. Like, he thinks he's everybody. just got a chip on his shoulder and he thinks everybody fucking hates him. And, oh, uh, wow. And I just, you know, I started throwing lines at the ground and looking up just, in, you know, at certain points. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's in, it, you know, in the beginning, Daryl would, he, he didn't, if he looked you in the eyes, he's probably going to cut you or punch you. Right. Otherwise, he's like, don't look at me. Don't fucking make eye contact with me. And then slowly as the years progressed, uh, he became a character that looks you directly in the eye and everything he says is the truth, you know? So, right it kind of helped me that they were all buddies and I guess I was, you know, waiting to find something, you know, but um, I know like maybe season three or four, you know, it was all Bernthal and all Rick, you know, it was all Shane and Rick and, and when they would like look at something and they'd try to figure out a plan, they would just eyeball each other and they slowly started to include me in those, those looks and I slowly got to, you know, to a place of part of the, the group, you know, so it kind of naturally progressed into whatever it is now. Well, what it, I think what it is now is you are um, this 800-pound gorilla, basically, on this show. This is how I see you. You're this force of nature. And we were talking about this. Like, mm -hmm. there's a, <clears throat> It's a Steve McQueen thing, man. Mm -hmm. We were talking about this at the premiere where... Yes, they write. They even the comic book has and the and the TV has taken a cue from the comic book. Long scenes, right. you know. I mean, that's. I mean, for an actor, that's delicious. But you have acquired this um, persona now, where all you, they don't even need to see your fucking mouth, man. You're covered. You're, you know, you have sunglasses on, and your mouth is covered, and you're on that motorcycle, and. You know, they might. I didn't. You know what? I, I we don't do the sunglasses. That that doesn't just or just, whatever. I, they, they see your eyes. You know, they try. They tried to put sunglasses on me. You know, we were we had a new bike a couple of seasons ago, and and a lot of it was on gravel. A lot of the roads they picked, and uh, 
somebody in stunts or somebody said oh, shattered uh, or something. he needs glasses because a pebble can hit him in the eye. And we did one scene with me wearing glasses, and I was like, this is fucking stupid. Like, I, I won't wear a helmet, but I wore glasses, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. And I was just like, I, it's just too cool with well, glasses. What I'm like, saying is that, like, let's say 90% of your face is covered, man. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I have to fight for that because in the beginning, the crossbow, how you hold a crossbow covers your mouth. And so if you gave me lines while I'm shooting or right. pointing at something, you know, they would be like, can you lower the crossbow <laughs> and like shoot it from your hip? And I'm like, that's not well, how that's, you shoot what a crossbow. What about a gangster from the 40s? Yeah, yeah. you know, and uh, you don't shoot a crossbow from the hip. That's, yeah. that's what you scarface. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I'd be like, you know, they know who I am. You know, it's my voice, and you're yeah. looking at my face. You know, you, why do you got to see my lips move? You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, you know, it'll work better with ADR, you know? I think that it's so cool. I mean, that's like, that's Clint Eastwood, dude. Yeah, uh, you know. That's basically, you hear, the, 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 the motorcycle revving is basically, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They hear that, mm. and that's all they need. I'm, I'm saying, you don't have to do much, man. You know, we also, you know, we had a couple of seasons where they were in, they would put stock Harley motorcycle sounds <laughs> yeah. every time the bike was on. And I'd be, you know, I had motorcycle people going, that's not the sound that bike <laughs> and, um, and I And I had to re-watch it, and I'm like, you're right, that's not it. And I didn't even pick that up. And, uh, and you're, a motor you're like a motorcycle guy. Yeah, but, I, you know, I, you film it, and then you watch it later, and it's sure. like the last thing I'm paying attention no, to. No, you forgive yeah. it. It's like it's yeah. part of the symphony. But uh, so you've been riding motorcycles your whole life? Uh, pretty much since about junior high school. That's yeah. cool. Did yeah. you suggest that that Daryl should have a motorcycle? Yeah, you know they they originally had me on a horse, and I'm yeah. terrified of horses. Really? Oh God, yeah. Um, and I, have you I'm, tried it at all? I have. Yeah, I did a movie with that Robert Redford directed called The Conspirator. And, uh, no way. Yeah, and uh, how was that? It was cool, but you know, on that the horses fucked you up. Well, the horse. Uh, you know, I'm supposed to come in riding on this horse, and the horse, I'm giving this big, long, yelling speech on this horse, and uh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, I got this. And uh, <laughs> and uh, the horse would, we came in, and the horse kind of went up on two legs a couple of times. Whoops. And as I'm talking, and I didn't break the lines or anything, I, you know, I think I might have peed my pants a little. <laughs> and, and then afterwards, the horse would trot backwards and get in single file row with the other horses, which were across from me. So it would turn around and back into position, like reverse park itself. Whoa. And you could hear Redford being like, someone handle Norman's fucking horse. You know, and then he'd storm off set and I'd be like, oh God, I'm dead, you know? And, uh, and he, uh, he was very nice about it. But the, uh, when the, yeah, when Sundance. It, yeah, when the time came, you know, I was like, I was like, well, whose motorcycle is that over there? And they go, well, that would be your brother's. And I'm like, well, you know, it makes sense that I would know how to ride a motorcycle, and you know, maybe we'll keep that thing going. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so that I kind of talked to him in the But that's like the whenever it reels up on the back wheel, that's like the equivalent of a horse rearing up. Yeah, I did that with Andy on the back, and yeah. everyone lost their shit. Did and, they? Oh, God, they were like, don't you ever do that again. And I'm like, it was a tiny baby wheelie. Everyone chilled. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do, man? Yeah. Um, how did you, uh, how did you like that exit for Andrew? I was so, I, I, my thing was, all I, the only, the only interaction I had with him was like, a salute across the aisle at the premiere. I was like, I haven't really even talked oh, to wow, the guy. Yeah. So here wow. I am, like, 
you know, our new group coming onto this this show that he that he built from the fucking beginning, and and that's the only rea- any yeah. interaction I had. You know, um, I it, you know Andy Andy was like me, I'm my BFF on that show forever. So yeah. he's, you know, I know Andy really well. Um, but that uh, that ending was it was you know I remember that last fi- final scene with him on the bridge. You know, Greg directed that episode, and he yeah. was like, you know, how, what do you want to do here, you know? And I knew everyone was going to run in and try to save him, but, you know, it, the deal was, you know, because he and I are so tight on that show, I wanted to get there first and see that he's fucked. There's no way he's going to get out of this. And... um And I wanted, you know, like somebody dying in their deathbed, I wanted to be there holding his hand. Yeah. Like I, like, I know you're not going to make it, but I'm here with you. I want you to see my face on the way out. And, you know, and then we shot other things, and, you know, a lot of the group ran off to save them. And, and we had to reshoot things because, you know, certain people didn't know that, didn't think that it made sense that some people ran into it and some people didn't. So we had to shoot extra bits and pieces to add in there and stuff. But, you know, I wanted to hold my ground and, uh, uh, and play that like that because I think you know I, I mean there's only so many arrows I have there's there's a million walkers about to step on him there's no way he's getting out of this and so I wanted to play it like I'm, ho- I'm gonna hold his hand through it um, and I you know I think it came across that way but it you know it was it was wild to see you know he and I had a deal uh, he was like I'm not gonna leave this show unless you leave this show and we made that deal a couple of seasons ago crazy and he came to me and you know, people's like, Oh, what do you think of him leaving? And I'm like, I, I knew he was gonna leave like a year before everyone else. But he told me, you know, I, I can't be mad at him. He's got two little kids in England. He's been away from them for nine years. Shh. You know, so he I, you know, I get it. And yeah. he's such a good family man. But at part of him being a good actor and being a good leader of a show is the fact that he has that side to him, you know. So I you know, I get it. He's he's sorely missed, but you know, you know, he he Do you came, feel like you have to take that place now? No, I, I did lots of interviews where they were like, Oh, you're gonna be number one now and I'm like, No man, I'm number twenty on the call sheet. I'm gonna stay number twenty. I was like and I told Angela, I was like, Don't give me Rick Graham speeches, please. Like yeah, don't yeah. let me up there because he's that's not my character. No, you it's know? different. And to be honest, I think we did that we did that way too much. He got up on a podium <laughs> and talked to a group of people a lot. So fucking much, and it's like, first off, so you know, now you're a leader of action. That's what it is now. But you know, it's it's there was a lot of talk the last three seasons. There was a lot of talk, and it was a lot of posturing and a lot of chest bumping. And I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. And I'm gonna get you. And I'm gonna get you. And it kind of, in my opinion, it went on a little too long, to be honest. And and you know. I, you know, I, I I get the Joker, Batman thing, and you have to have this far right to have this far left and all this stuff. But, you know, I, I did all these interviews, and I said, everybody's going to up their game. And it's not going to be like we're going to fill his boots. We're all right. going to step up and, and fill where it needs to be filled. But the story changes. Once you get that character out of the way, the, the, the dynamic of the entire story changes. Yeah. And it, you know, nine years in, it needed to. Like, we needed a change. And, you know... You know, Andy, you know, he still reads the scripts. He still is, you know, privy to everything. And, you know, he's like, this is the show now that we started. It's back 
to where it used to be, and it wow. feels like a western. And he's like, yeah. he's like, dude, this is where I hoped that we would go. So he's happy with the decision, you know, the direction that we're going, and he thinks it's the you know the best the show's ever been, and it is. And I think we needed that change to be honest. Mythologically speaking, if, if, <laughs> if Rick was the hero's journey, mm. you're the anti-hero journey. Possibly to an extent. No. You were on the dark side, and now you're coming to the light. I, I, I hope I never go fully into the light, though. I, you know, I, it's, it, you know, if you, if you want to, if you want to empower people, you make them part of the conversation. And I think part of Rick's journey was that other everybody wasn't part of the conversation. So, you know, the problem was Maggie didn't like his decisions. Deny was, you know, Michonne was, com you know, conflicted about it. Daryl didn't like it. A lot of people didn't like where we were headed as a group. And Rick was blinded by it. So a lot of last season and the beginning of this last, uh, the beginning of nine, the first half, was me saying, hey, you're not listening to me, you know, and him... Yeah, we're going to do this. And I'm like, no, dude, you're not listening. You're not listening to anybody. You're blinded by this desire to fill this gap for the, you know, the the spirit of your of your dead son and it's it's blinding you. You're not part of the group. So I think even if that's Rick's story would have gone on the way that it was going, the, it would have divided all of us eventually, yeah. Did you have that um did you have that prepper mentality? Before the part, or did you acquire it during it? Like, do you feel like you would be able to survive if the shit house went up in flames tomorrow? I mean, I I have that thing where you could drop me off someplace in the Bronx in the middle of the night, and I'd find my way home, you know. But I, I you know, bugs. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I, mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I might be just whining like a baby that I'm getting my angles bit. But uh, really, after Atlanta, and yeah, all that, yeah, and you know, no seams and all that. I shit. mean, I'm pretty tough, but. You know, I also like you know I, I want to watch South Park before I go to bed. You know? <laughs> what was the, uh, what was the, uh, you, you, did you have any run-ins? Because I'm a city boy too, man. So I was like, what am I gonna? I, I gotta ride horses, and there's gonna be snakes, and I'm like, ah, the ticks and shit, and, and and I was I was tripping. And my, I love it. I, I love yeah, me being too. covered in blood and mud, and you know everyone's like, why don't you cut your hair? And I'm like, because I, yeah, you know, in all honesty, I. I thought we'd be shooting the road. You know that movie, The Road, the John Wilkins uh, movie, right? Yeah. Like I thought we would all be just like hurting, hurting, and our teeth would be falling out, and we just our hair would be matted. Yeah, and We'd yeah. just have that look of just that coyote look in your eyes, and I, I thought we would coyote. all be there. Yeah. But I mean, it is a TV show, and you know, he has that. Daryl has that coyote look. But I'm kind of the only one. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. I mean, I, yeah, I look like I'm in an apocalypse. <laughs> And not everyone does, you know what I'm saying? And I, I get shit for that all everyone the time. And I'm like, you know, I remember Scott Wilson and I. Yeah, Scott was like, Scott was like, you're not cutting your hair. And I'm like, you're not cutting your hair either. And we, you know, we were like, let's just let this shit grow, you know? And that's what we would do. I'm like, who am I, who am I cutting my hair for? You know what I mean? <laughs> let's go get a haircut. Like, why would you even think about that when you're trying to eat, you know? And, uh... Oh, but you know, I, you know, it's it's it is a TV show, and then there is that element where you know, it, you know, you, you have to do a TV thing, I guess, because you're trying to sell it and promote it. But 
you know, I, you know, I don't know why anyone has tight pants on. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it, you know what I mean? It just doesn't exactly. make sense to me. So uh, nice tidy haircuts. Yeah, like what the hell is that? You know? Uh, I hope that at some point, whether in this or some other thing, <laughs> that we'll be able to work more together. I'm sure we will. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we will. Um. I love what you're doing to this. What you're bringing to the show. You're bringing. You're bringing an element that we didn't have before, like a, a real honest uh, uh, person, a person with real feelings who is affected by what's going on around him, but also like, you're not letting go of who you were. You know, I, I love that. It's really nice to watch. Man. Oh, thanks, yeah, man. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, it means a lot to, you know, because you, you want to be... You're coming in. I'm coming in the night season. You yeah. know, it's like it, it's a new show. It's kind of like his first season again. It's it's a different vibe. It's 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 exactly where we're supposed to be. You know, the thing too is like, you know, I th I think a lot of the decisions based in the last couple of seasons were were based on fear. You know, like oh my god, the numbers of the show that our numbers are going down, our numbers huh. are back up, and like all this bullshit. But the, you know, the truth is. The numbers have changed for television across the board. Like sports is down like 30, 40% across the board. Like, you know, people don't watch, they, they watch on Sling or they watch on, you know, PlayStation View or they watch on YouTube TV. It's, right. So you don't get the same numbers. You know, the t cable television isn't the same as it was when we started the show. Yeah. So it's like, you just know, the fact that it's lasted this long, but but also you like you can't point there. There's only a, a handful of shows that you can point to. Yeah, but you know the the if you, spinoffs that are happening at the same fucking time, and then and and movies planned. Yeah. And it's like if you it's, average them out, like you know what Game of Thrones did, and what we did, and what Game of Thrones does now, and what we do now, it's it's all sort of the same as it was, but it's just counted different. So. You take a magazine, and what they do is they write an interview, and they're like, oh, man, Walking Dead ratings are down. Then the very next morning will be the same magazine, and they'll say, best episode ever. You know, like, they write an article for the negative people, and they write an article for the positive people. So it's, I, I, I don't think that we, nine seasons into this, should be doing anything based on fear. You know, it's like, you know, it's like Salvador Dali said, I don't do drugs, I am drugs. You know, like... We yeah. don't we have to worry about pop, about pop culture. We are pop culture. You know, we're part of it. So it's, it's, I don't like decisions that are based on fear. And I think this season, we're not making decisions based on fear, which it feels like a brand new show. You know, Does yeah, that make sense. Yeah. yeah, man, I like that. It's, it's, uh, I like a lot of these decisions I've seen. I just came from ADR today. It's ballsy. It's really ballsy. I'm very happy with this. Uh, this last uh, episode, uh, I think it's going in the. I'm, I'm I'm really excited, man. I'm I'm, I'm excited that you're happy and excited. I, yeah, I I'm I'm I feel great about it. Um. So um. So okay. So let's talk about what comes. You know, I guess uh, parallel to the show here. Tell me about this video game. Uh, Death Stranding. Yeah. Oh, it's nuts. Um. You showed me you showed me like a trailer for it and it's, it just blew my mind, man. It's my, you know, it's So it's, it's all motion capture obviously. It is. Do you yeah. like doing that? Um, you know, it's, I've never done the the kind that I'm doing on this. This is a whole nother level and I've I've been in a lot of video games but nothing like this. And you know, Guillermo del Toro he just wrote me and he we he and Hideo and I were supposed to do a different game. 
and that game kind of fell apart because Hideo and uh, that company kind of fell apart. It was uh, Kojima and Konami. They kind of broke up in Japan, and right. Sony picked up Hideo, and he started his own thing at Sony. But so we started this other one. Guillermo was like, "You should do this." Like I was like, "What is it?" He's like, "You should do this." And then I met Hideo, and uh, you know, he took me to the Video Game Music Awards, right? And and. Uh, he comes walking down the steps, and the steps are lighting up underneath him. And you know, he's like, "I'm back!" And then, ten thousand grown men with tears in their eyes are screaming like Elvis right. just walked in. Right. And like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, my childhood. I mean, he's like a genius. And yeah. then you talk to him, and you're like, "Oh, you are a genius." And then he he would actually be great to direct with movies and stuff because, you know, he he. He'll, you'll say, you know what, maybe I should do it over here like this. And he'll go, hmm, you know what, why don't you add this on top of it? So he doesn't go, no, 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 I see it that way. He goes, whatever you bring yes, to him, and. he just adds a couple of more ingredients. He goes, well, try that then. And That's you're like, beautiful. it's even greater. And then, wow. But, That's like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, man. He's, oh, yeah. But he's, I mean, he's, his explanations of stuff and his, the way his mind works is, he's, he's the real deal genius for sure. So what's the, can you talk about like the, the theme of the video game like what's the storyline can you talk about any of that or what kind of character you play you know you it's it's not the kind of game where you like kill everybody in the room you it's a game of bringing bringing people together and it's it's how you play it is you're building bridges from here to there and other people are doing the same and you connect and and the character that i play is He's got this phobia of being touched, and as you play the game, the phobia leaves you. And and huh. yeah, it's 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 super it's complicated. But once you're in it, it doesn't seem as complicated. But it's constantly surprising you with with decisions left and right, and and what comes at you. And it's a it's a real uh, it's a brave game. But it's it's uh, I mean visually stunning and the i the story behind it's a whole nother level of a you know it's not pac-man it's not <laughs> yeah, it, no. it's it's not simple but the the philosoph philosophy behind it is one that everybody can get when's it available is it, it's not it's I, in development i think it's going to be early this coming year and it's uh but i have i think i have two more no i have three more sessions here in new york starting next week you know, it's funny, that motion capture stuff, because first off, you're in, like, skin-tight blue leotards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've done it before. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, and yeah, there's, yeah. like, Velcro all over you, and yeah. everything sticking to everything. And, and you get the mandible camera things, oh, like, yeah. clinking You go together. in to kiss somebody, and you're yeah. banging foreheads. <laughs> uh, you know, and, you know, I watched uh, Benedict Cumberbatch... Uh, he did. He as smog, right? Yeah. Dude. Oh my god! And I'm like, oh god, I suck at this. He's so much better at this than me. Yeah, but it's hysterical dude, to watch. But he's it. like crawling on the ground, like. <laughs> and you're just like, oh my god, I suck at this. He's, he's so good, and I'm so bad at it. Um, but have you seen Patrick Melrose that show? Which one? Benedict's. Uh, oh show. no, no, no! Where he's like an asshole. He's like a he's, bastard. He's like a rich drug addict. Yeah. Bad attitude guy, <laughs> and it's fucking great. Yeah. Oh god, it's great. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I got a couple more sessions of this, um, and I think there'll be maybe a part two or part three. You know, as sweet. Well. It's fun. It's it's a fun. It's it's new to me. This year has been a, a very new year for me. 
That's cool, man. Yeah. You're you're happy. I can yeah, tell. Yeah, doing it's, a lot of stuff. Yeah, and it's good. It's great. Yeah. What do you? So okay. So um, what? Like, do you have any like dream projects that you want to you know direct produce? Because you're Renaissance man. Like, yeah, I feel like you have like a, you know, a, a Guillermo del Toro style movie of your own. Like. There's yeah. There's a you know I I uh, there's a couple things I'd like to do. There's there's a there's a book that I've I've taken and written thirty five freaking scripts for um and it, it's constantly been in the back of my head and i keep sort of reworking it coming back to it there's a a television show from the 70s i'd like to remake that mickey rourke turned me on to hmm. um uh you know it's funny too because when you you know you bring stuff like this to your people and you're like i want to redo this they're like don't talk about it because someone's going to take it if you don't you know what i mean so i i'm really just well, I'm I not feel, available. Well, I feel like you know, if you, I'm on the other side of that. Like if you announce something, if you put it out there into the world, you claim it. Yeah, so if anyone fucking takes it, but there's that statute of limitations or whatever that that's is. True, uh, that's true. That's true. That you know, if you don't, if you put it out there and you don't, you don't touch it within right. like a year and a half, right, someone right. else can have it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. But uh, comes there, part of the zeitgeist. Yeah, there's there's a there's a bunch of things I want to do. You know, I also work with the lady and and do art books and art shows and. There's some really good ones coming up. Um, uh, yeah, there was a uh, coalition for the homeless art show a couple nights ago. I was part of. Uh, yeah, and then there's some, you know, some other things with AMC. I'm talking about doing so. Yeah. Um, I have to. Uh, okay, so I feel like we should wrap it up, but I w- sure. I would be remiss Uh-oh. if I did not mention. So you mentioned um, Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know Rick. I, I know Mickey. Like just you know, as an acquaintance, met him. Met him like maybe, I think twice. And I was with, uh, Nikki D. Oh, now yeah, yeah. we have to discuss. I just Nikki ran D. into Nikki D. No way. Yeah, I was in front of my old apartment in Chinatown, and he walked by. He does that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just so Nikki D has been on the show, <laughs> and people know him. And I, you can verify this is because you're someone who is a professional who is a successful uh human being here can verify why i might want to associate with a maniac like nikki d now this is my pitch for nikki d nikki d was something special he's like the cyclops he's like like neanderthal a living neanderthal he's first of all he's eight feet fucking tall so he's the best bodyguard ever like i've seen him carry 500 pounds with one fucking hand down the block like who's nothing he's walking down the street hey dan what's wrong i'm like dude i can't fucking carry this giant thing he's like no problem i like i know he can just like crush people if he wanted to so that's one thing the other thing is that nikki d was a product of the 70s and basically partied Studio 54 style with every one of your favorite actors that you yeah. has a story about oh. everybody yeah. that every fucking ever partied at Studio 54 and he went to the actor studio hung out around there and has stories about all these guys and anytime you're just like bullshit Nikki here comes Al Pacino going, Nikki, how you doing? And they're fucking <laughs> hugging and shit. So yeah. like yeah. that's why you hang out with Nikki. So you when I first met you, very extremely briefly, I think I shook your hands on the way into um, Collective Hardware. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, a whole yeah. other story yeah. to talk oh, yeah. about. Oh, yeah. But um, you were actually doing a movie with Nikki D, right? Or trying to get Nikki D in a film. I did it. I, I, I directed a short film that I wrote uh, with him, and uh, it's called A Filthy Little Fruit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he plays he plays a comedian. That can talk to fruit, and what happened? 
Yeah, for real. Yeah. He's up on stage in this comedy house, and he's he was so to proud the of this thing. I never saw it. He was so proud of it. He, it was great. He, um, you know, he ends up sort of meeting himself and having a nervous breakdown, and meeting himself, and then having another nervous breakdown, and then leaving with his self that he just met and left the original <laughs> behind. Yeah, yeah, and he, you know, it's it's a real mindfuck of a little short film, but it's. Uh, it was. I played it in Berlin. I went there for a for a three film thing for three little films I directed and hmm. trying to explain that to a German audience <laughs> as they're all like scratching their heads like what was that? You know, <laughs> it was kind of great. Um, but yeah, he was he was. What great was it, it about Nicky though? He's like a, he's, he's like just, a, you know it, he's he, a monster. He, he's like Frankenstein. A little bit. He you know like you know that remember that movie? Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, City of Lost Children. Yes, he's a character in City exactly. of Lost Children. Yeah, that's him. Exactly. Yeah. He's he's very unique, and he's got a way about him. And you're so right about it. His face, yeah. man. He's got yeah. such a face. I put him in this movie, uh, Don Peyote, that I made. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. And, and did you see that movie? No, but I remember. You right. And oh, I was trying to get you to be in it. it. That's yeah, why yeah, we yeah. because that was happening yeah. during Collective Hardware. That's yeah. why I was there. Stuart Bronstein, who we also know, um, who was like the, I don't know. The, the Finnegan of, of you know this place. He he like ran this uh, this collective hardware, which was trying to be kind of like um, Andy Warhol's uh, garages, grandchild, yeah. like factory stuff. And it was for it, a minute. right. There it were worked. moments, yeah, and, and for a while were, it worked. Yeah, it yeah. was. It and was then, like everything in New York. It just became a party place, and everyone yes. just started killing each other. It, yeah. Well, it got yeah. insane because yeah. there were. I think there were two separate mobs, like the Russian mob and the Italian mob, who both yeah. had dibs on I the place. I think there was a, a Chinese thing for a minute. And a Chinese thing because yeah. it was in Chinatown. I, I, but I remember like uh, there was something to do with the samurai sword, and the samurai sword was being held, and it was like some million dollar samurai. No way. Remember all that shit? Yeah. I don't know, yeah. From Sung Beck, that guy who was I, like... I, 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 was, I was kind of on my way out the door back. It was a vortex, man, and yeah. it pulled people in of all different ilks. And yeah. um, I tried to capture that moment, and I did in my movie, Don Peyote. Oh, wow. I basically just fell into that place. I was like, I need a party scene, like, and, and it was perfect. Oh yeah, yeah. It and was it was like the ninth circle of hell for a long time. Yeah, yeah. the ninth circle of hell. Yeah, Dante they were definitely perfect. opening up portals, man. It was crazy, um, and a lot of drugs and just a lot of, um, you know, I I, I I'm not, uh, you know, I I met Daniel Pinchbeck there, who was randomly like wrote the book on 2012. I I don't see that was after me like when, yeah. it, when it became real debaucherous I was I was already out of there yeah I captured that debauchery <laughs> it was uh, it was it was wild man um, I did well, I'd, I'd come I come back from doing a movie and I would leave like I went to Prague for six months and did a movie there and as I was leaving it was it was like legit we had shows happening yeah. and real art going on and we were getting written up here and it was the thing and then I came back. And there were people sleeping on the floor, yeah, and they crazy. burned down the building, and we were in page six all the time as being like, you know, the scariest place in the world. And and I was like, what the fuck happened while I was gone? And then I just kind of like never went back. Yeah, I was like, just take my name off. Yeah, a lot of people just it, ran from yeah, that place um, yeah. because it was, uh, yeah, exactly. It became it became dark, but for a moment there, it was really kind of. It's funny special. too because you walk up Bowery now, and it's like. You know, children's clothing stores yeah. and little shoe stores, and you know, 
it, you know, it was it was way before the new art museum was up there. It was like it know, was a callback to the like sixties and seventies. There was right? nothing yeah. going on down there, and I mean, not like it is now. Now it's there's like a Starbucks everywhere, and it's you know a Gap. Yeah, I, I mean, I I was as crazy as it was. I'm so happy that I was able to capture. It. I got to show you that movie at some point. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see. I was it. trying to get you to be in it. Um, so I think that. Uh, Good. I think I touched on everything in it. I like wonderful. your little notes on your cracked phone. You need a new phone, dude. I That's, do. You destroyed that phone. I, I can't help it. Like I, I when I break my phone, I just like, I just like fucking use it until it's hanging by a thread. That's that's Didn't not my mentality. Your when you're like no, it's got a little stuff? plastic oh, thing over it. So the, you ever seen a 40x movie? No, I think so. All right, I, we got to go see a 40x movie at some point because if you like these video games and. I feel like this is the next level, like Ready Player One, just before Ready Player One way to see a movie where the seats move, there's wind, there's, you know, like, uh, yeah, yeah. it's like fog and stuff. And Oh, this is the one where it, like, it blows stink in your face and well, stuff like that? I don't know about the stink. You know, like I try it, to avoid the like stink. Like King Kong breathes on you. It, blows it smells like bananas or something. <laughs> I don't know. Fade down away. Dude, know. you're the man. Oh, it was a pleasure, brother. Dude, absolute yeah, pleasure. Yeah, yeah. I was when so you... happy that we got to, like, you know, work together and then, like, actually know each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. It's funny how it all comes full circle. Yeah. 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 Very cool. All right, brother. Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays, bro. Thanks, man. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Hey, who's that? Wait, who? Who's that? Is that Chad? Hey, what's up? Hey, I want to do an outro with you, but I want to say goodbye to Norman. All right, sounds good. Okay. That was We're... a really cool interview, man. Did you like oh. that? Well, I mean. Read he... us. You know it's so cool? I mean, it's him. You know what I mean? Norman so, Reedus. So it's kind of cool to see all that. What a finale. What a finale, Chadwick. Shh, I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Uh, what do you mean? See what? The finale. Oh, oh. You mean the mid-season finale? Yes. No, I'm talking about my podcast right now. Oh. This is <laughs> our third season finale. Is that to, is, is it? It's the holiday season special, Chad. But wait, wait, wait. We got we to gotta do a couple things. Are you coming back for another season? Of course. All right. Do I'm, we taking know? Li- I'm taking a couple weeks off, God forbid. Do you know when that next season will begin? I'm thinking January. Okay. so Is that okay with you, pal? It's fine by me. Uh, the more I get to see Dan Fogler, the better. You know who's coming in January? Uh, Greg Nicotero, the awesomeness of awesome. Very cool. That is, uh, does all okay, the Okay, so let's, let's reflect on this year. The effects on The Walking Dead. Hello? So here's what happened this year, okay? We had you in town a lot because you finished filming whenever that was uh, – <laughs> You, you were here a lot this year, as opposed to the season, the, the first couple seasons. You were here a lot this season. I guess so. No, it was good. It was good. I tried to make myself more available. Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Huge. We're going backwards now. Eddie Zoe, Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne. Uh, Who else do you remember? <laughs> There's so many. Everybody else. <laughs> well, I mean, after Zoe Kravitz, that's all I could think about. So she Okay, so Zoe was at the beginning of this. Yep. Uh, this is a very special holiday thing. Yep. Um, she, you know, so I mentioned to her that we were going to do, you know, this holiday album, this Lumos, JK, JK's Lumos holiday album. Okay. She, so, you know, Lumos, uh, she has this, uh, her, her charity, mm-hmm. which helps kids that are in, uh, orphanages actually find the original parents and get them back to their families as opposed to getting stuck in the freaking system. Yep. We did a holiday album. And, um, so... I want to play a song for you at the end. All right, so let's we'll, we'll tack as it a, on as a good as as good Jewish boys and girls. Here we are. It's in the middle of Hanukkah. Yep. And I think that you guys would really appreciate the Hanukkah song. Now, now it's not mastered yet. It's totally rough. 
but Ezra and Miller and I put this song together. I think everyone's going to love it. Now, did you light the candles when you were a child? I lit them last night. You lit them last night when you were a child. So you know the song, Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, come light the menorah. So when I was a kid, yes, I thought I in my head I was like, man, this would make a great rock and roll heavy heavy metal rock and roll song. And so this song is just that. It's it's really met many of my expectations. Um, and, uh, so, but, but before we get to that, I just got to yeah. talk about the, uh, the Moon Lake Omnibus. It's coming out also December, my, my gigantic graphic novel. I got a couple episodes on the Goldbergs going to come out. Oh my God, holiday episode. How many episodes did you do? I did a couple. I can't tell you exactly, but, um, they did a, they didn't do a Thanksgiving this year. They did something else. I saw Fantastic Beasts. Oh my God. Oh my God. Two. Can I, can I just say? In can 40X. I, can I guess? What? Please tell me you're doing a Passover episode. Oh, no. Oh, that so would have been I awesome. Saw, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I'm so thin, Chadwick. I've been fasting. <laughs> so, Fantastic Beast 2, I saw it in 40X. If you haven't seen it in 40X, you're a putz! It's the... It's fantastic. Yes. It's, uh, I mean, come on. Oh, my God. I said fantastic. I swore I wouldn't use that adjective to describe the movie series that I'm in, but I've done it. And now we here comes Judd Hirsch, and he's back for the final finale. Uh, <laughs> uh, I saw Ralph uh, Ralph's on the Internet, and it was excellent. I heard uh, that was really real. I heard it, it was, like, uh, emotional for some people. It was emotional. It deserves all of the um, accolades and tomatoes that it got. Mm-hmm. And uh, although... <laughs> Um, spoilers, at the end, there's a giant made of a million Ralphs, and it just looks weird to me. All right. It looks weird. It was even, it was weirder, it was like, Ugh. That movie is It made me a little nauseous. I don't know. Some people, like Alfred Hitchcock doesn't like when eggs break. I don't like when Ralph gets together with a million other Ralphs to make a giant Ralph. I just got a little nauseous. Okay, um... Walking Dead, Talking Dead. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I saw, uh, first of all, Bohemian Rhapsody. Have you loved seen it? Loved it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, go see it Bohemian Rhapsody. I love oh, it. I mean, Brian May comes across looking like an angel. But, yes, go see that film. Right. I, I'm going to see it a million times. I really liked it. Um, so, The Walking Dead, I'm having a blast. I really love the show. Talking Dead. So, I did The Talking Dead. I don't, you know, I had a blast. I had a good time. I, I, people were just like, man. What the fuck is Fogler smoking? I want some. Now here's the thing, I was just being myself. Well, here, here's here's really the thing. Now I've been smoking ganja since like you know, like senior year of high school. I yep. mean, there's you could roll me up and smoke me, and you would get just totally zooted. I mean, like, you could have a bonfire of Fog- that's what I want when I'm when I eventually kick it yep. at the age of like I don't know two sixty five. I would like a Darth Vader kind of bonfire where everyone sits around and meditates and just gets wasted yep. off a of Fogler. I'm in. I know you are. Um, <laughs> now, I, I mean, in that, in the sense that, like, I want my family to do that with my body. That being said, <laughs> that being said, I was I was in the middle of this press tour. I'm in the middle of the fucking press tour. So basically I'm doing a Fantastic Beast press tour. And then they're like, hey, can you do some press for The Walking Dead? Sure. So I'm doing two press tours. Now I'm on The Talking Dead. I basically just got off the plane and got to the show. 
And I look they're, like they're, where do they film that up in the valley? Where do they film that? I don't know. They fucking it's in the yeah. So it's somewhere in the, in California somewhere. Yeah. They threw me out of the plane, <laughs> and yes, I I look glazed and confused, man. I looked I looked terrible. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know this story. Wait, you got thrown out of a plane? Yeah, yeah. They told me to jump out of the plane. It was <laughs> they saved money. They were like, we're saving money on fuel. Just so jump. wait, did some paparazzi get you after the plane? Oh yeah, TMZ always finds a way to fucking find me. Those fucking maniacs. So anyway, <laughs> they were in the plane next. They were. I was as I'm fucking jumping out of the plane. <laughs> right before I pull, right before I'm pulling the parachute, I hear I get a little tap on my shoulder. Dan, Dan, <laughs> we understand that you that you. How do you feel about the current situation? Kanye and Kim. They fucking. They have the audacity in the same sentence to say, so how do you feel about Kanye and Kim? And then they'll just fucking throw in some, like, dark fucking... And how do you... And in the same sentence, how do you feel about all those people that were killed the other day? Yeah. You're just like, what? <laughs> Excuse me, mister. You're, you haven't earned your uh, reporter badge yeah, yet. Right. So anyway, great. Now they're going to all flock to me. <laughs> they're all going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm a real reporter. So anyway... <clears throat> so... uh I'm on Talking Dead, yep. and I'm sitting there, and I'm relaxed. I'm just doing my best to be on that couch and just maintain sanity. Mm. You know, I'm just like, I am jet lag. I'm just going to sit here and be a nice boy and keep my eyes open. Okay? And then we go to the first commercial break, and the the, the lady comes out. He's like basically like, you know, my handler at, at the show. She goes, so um, you having a good time? And I go, yeah, yeah. And she goes, um, because if you're not, then you can go home. And then she kind of giggles and she walks away. And I'm just like, what? What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I do, do I not look like I'm having a good time? Right. So I'm like, ah, she was just kidding. So I'm just chilling there. And I'm like, okay, I'm having a good time. I'm, I'm fine. I'm having a good yeah. time. And this is great. I'm having a good time. And then the next commercial break, she comes up and she says the same thing again. And I'm just like, wow, maybe I don't. Look like I'm having a good time, and, right, and, right, right. and they, they want me to go home. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I should go home. Like, if I, and I'm like, but I am having a good time. So then I just basically was like, fuck, I better turn it up a notch. Right. So then I was a lunatic. I was a, I was like, I'm having so much fun, yay! <laughs> so I find like I'm like a maniac on the show. I think I was basically being myself, but you know how I can get. Yeah. I'm a lunatic. And people were not <laughs> expecting to see that, I think, when they look at my character, Luke, on the show, who is, like, semi, you know, subdued. Yes. <laughs> and, like, it's like, I'm in the middle of an apocalypse, man. <laughs> and then they look at my, me. Very reflective. Uh, yeah. They're looking at me on The Talking Dead, I'm just like, whoa. Is, 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 did he just, like, drink some Rob Williams juice? Like, what's going on here? So I think that the juxtaposition of the two shows back-to-back, -back, like, really threw people off. Yeah. And and I'm just like, fuck, man. Like I you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And um, you know, what do you want from me? I was just being myself. So I, I get off and they're just like, wow, man, that was awesome. You could come back on the show anytime. Twitter's going nuts. And I'm just like, oh great. And then I all then I look at Twitter, it's just like Man, fucking Fogler was wasted. Holy shit. He's, <laughs> what is he smoking? Oh my God. Damn that boy smoked a lot of ganja. And you know they're right. They're not wrong. They're not wrong. So, <laughs> that being said, happy holidays, everybody. I love everyone. Everyone who has been around Chad. Mm -hmm. Chad, I love you. I love you, Dan. Oh, I've, I've loved working with you this year. Uh, you are a true mensch in the best, best, best definition of mensch. Well, 
You know, that's a perfect segue into the Hanukkah song. There let's 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 mensch the hell out of us out of this. Let's just be menches. Let's just be just mensch it up, man. And, and for the few of you who don't celebrate Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. To the few of you. Happy Ramadan. <laughs> Listen, they won. <laughs> you know, you think? <laughs> it's going to be 2019 next year. It ain't going to be 5,042, <laughs> you know, point. whatever the fuck it is. Uh, so uh, they won. Um, and to celebrate your winning the calendar year, here comes the Hanukkah song. Jesus was Jewish. I'm so sorry that he had to pay for her sins. Okay. This is a song about two warring tribes. Well, one of them was a tribe, one of them was the Seleucid Empire. And a miracle that lasted eight beautiful days and nights. Well, it was a Maccabean revolt that lasted for a long time, but this This is dedicated to the Goldstein sisters. Oh, definitely. They're the greatest. Wherever they may be, hit it. Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, come light the menorah. Let's have a party when all that's a horror. Gather round the table, we'll give you a treat. Drink us to play with the knockers to eat. And while we are playing, the candles are burning low. One for each night we shared as we died to remind us of things long ago. One for each night they shared as we died to remind us of days long ago. Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, come light the menorah. Let's have a party, we'll all dance the horror. Gather round the table, we'll give you our treats. Trails to play with and lock us to eat. And when we are playing, the candles are burning low. One for each night they shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. One for each night they shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. Burning low, one 
for each night We shall share a sweet light To remind us of days long ago